The last season was one of success for the Eastern Washington Eagles, who took out the Big Sky Tournament and punched their ticket to the Big Dance for the second time in program history and the first time since 2004. And a big part of the program's success last year were its three Australians, Vinky Joyce, Felix von Hoff and Daniel Hill, two of whom are returning to Cheney this season. We've also got another three Australians suiting up for the Eagles next year in Jeremy McKay, Jesse Hunt and Michael Wern. And we've been lucky enough here on the Flag Flyers to have four of the five boys, all of them except Jesse, with us in the studio today. And before we actually introduce them, we've got uh, some music to introduce them to. So let's have a listen. I've never seen a group of people get so pumped up for an interview just because we're playing the John Cena theme song. I'm missing something, obviously, but yeah, these guys are pumped. Oh, it's mate. Definitely an appropriate theme song to introduce us, I think. Well, but. clearly. Well, I asked you what uh, you'd like for a, a walk up song, and this was pretty much the, the, uh, the, yeah, the consensus. Unanimous, unanimous decision. Right this is the one. We need, you know, the, the realistic fighting and everything that goes on in the WWE. That's really what we are. Uh, the realistic fighting, exactly. Just that sort of aggression. Well, let's, let's introduce you one by <laughs> one before we start. We'll start with Vinky Joyce, mate. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, thank you. And then Felix von Hoff, welcome yep. to the show. Thank you. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. No worries, mate. And Jeremy McKay, welcome to the show, mate. Uh, cheers for having me. No worries, mate. No worries. <laughs> now, firstly, it must be good to be home, boys. Obviously, um, there's not a whole lot of time that we're going to find all four of you in the same place in Australia at the same time. So how are you all here at the same time and, and how are you all finding Australia? We'll start with you, Venky. Um, well, me and uh, Fuzz, Michael, um, we just arrived here like a couple of weeks ago, so um, we haven't had too much of a chance to get adjusted yet, but um, no, I mean, we, we, we get about a month's break before um, we, we kick into season, um, and you know, Felix was lucky enough to get home before everyone else, but uh, now, yeah, Jeremy, for four of the Melbourne boys in um, all, all together, so we've been working out and, you know. What do you guys get up to? Is it, is it just working out and just a whole bunch of not much, or what do you actually do when you're over here? Pretty much a whole bunch of not much. Is yeah, no. <laughs> just just watching watch some really, wrestling, yeah, going really, to some WWE. Some WWE, I've definitely caught up with the storylines in the <laughs> WWE. That's definitely a, a lot of stuff I've missed over the year with some hard study that was going on over there. <laughs> but uh, I've really tried to work on my napping, which has really improved drastically. Since so I've you weren't home. a good napper before this? No, I wasn't more due to the state of the couches that were in the locker room. <laughs> Oh, Which is why. Oh, no. Yeah. They had the comfiest couches of all time. All time. Year. All time. And uh, moving into my sophomore, and then they just decided we have furniture allowance money, so we'll just buy a bunch of brick beds, um, <laughs> yeah. stuck them in there, and threw the other ones out. And that so is not an naps. exaggeration that, on the that, brick yeah. bed either. It is a solid brick. That ended <laughs> naps at Easton for 2014. So would that be the thing you miss most about uh, Australia and Melbourne then is, is just comfortable couches? Is a, a soft couch that has some sort of cushion and spring involved in it. I wouldn't have thought that's too much to ask for, to be honest. But no, and also we are working out. We do work out a lot in the mornings. I've been trying to sort of be in the gym every day, at least while we're back. But you do have to take that that time to sort of rest your legs a little bit, especially because our season was a little bit prolonged. And yeah. Do do you guys have a training program that you actually have to follow, or is it kind of just whatever? Is there actually something that the team has put together and and you have to strictly follow it, or what's what's the deal with that? Yeah, so so we get um for for weights, um we've been given kind of a uh you know a four week training program that everyone's trying to abide by. Obviously, it's it's hard when you don't have you know elite facilities um around you, but um you know uh everyone's I think trying to get down to uh, Essendon. Essendon's been one of the big ones for uh, Felix and Jeremy, and then um, obviously we're on the other side, uh, me and Fuzz, so 
You know, I've got I've got one down in Knox. I don't know where he's working out, but just deciding not to. He hasn't been working out, is what he was trying to say. Um, we'll we'll move on though. I mean, yeah, but in the off season, we've got Jeremy here, obviously, and he's had a pretty big off season playing hoops. Do you want to share a little bit about more some of your off court success? Oh man, yeah, why not? Um, we was I was probably lucky enough to be part of the under nineteen emus team. So there was a couple of uh, week long camps off the IS that were pretty intense, like. Capes around us to our paces. Felix, like I'm a bit close to you, mate. Um, <laughs> it is, it is a relatively small studio. We do have to kind of cuddle in together, so uh, you Australia two are doing hands, nicely. Netflix and chill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, Capes put us through our paces and he picked a pretty good team. We tried to play an up-tempo style. Unfortunately, we had a couple of injuries up over there. You know, we can't really make any excuses. Um, had a massive game against Serbia. They were apparently like one of the top favourite teams coming in. Beat them in the round of 16. Uh, apart from that, I mean, disappointing in the result against Turkey in the quarterfinals, but I mean, it was a great experience over in Greece. Yeah, definitely. And look, we all followed that back home, and it was good to see you guys doing well. Obviously, you want to do a bit better, but you can't win them all either. So we recognise that. But in this off season, you know, we've also had Felix over here. He's um, now a co-team captain, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, me and Venky have got the uh, the sort of leadership group, if I make a footy reference there role this year which is you know I'm really looking forward to I think it's uh towards the end of the year I think me and Vank tried to be as vocal as possible because we do have a team which is mixed between sort of introverts and extroverts and sort of as a as a extrovert myself you gotta you gotta use your voice for some good sometimes so uh we definitely try to get vocal at practice so yeah and no, I think that's that's one of the reasons and to go along with that I think the more esteemed um, acknowledgement that you've been given is a social media ambassador or something like that oh, for yeah, AW. Yeah. Can you kind Definitely, of yeah, tell yeah, us yeah. what the, this the, is all about? You're just the, the best at tweeting? Is junior that assistant pencil comes down sharpener. To? I've got the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a fantastic role and, you know, I'm just overjoyed to have it. I think my... Uh, my so, my you, ratio of Twitter followers is currently, I think I'm following more people than I have followers. <laughs> so, yeah, fantastic choice. Do you actually but, uh, know what that entails, what you're supposed to do? Um, I think I've got to tone down what I tweet about. I think that's mostly what it is. Maybe they're just trying to rein me in, so they've given me a nice little tagline to go with it. Yeah, they drew his name out of a hat, and they couldn't have picked a word. Yeah, yeah, it was actually, yeah, it was out of the whole student body, and I happened to to have the only registered vote, so. Yeah, now, out of you guys, we've we've sort of noticed there's not a lot of tweeting amongst you, and we were actually talking about whether Venki's mother, Jennifer, should have probably been the ambassador for the team. She's she's, red hot. She's the, um... I think the unofficial ambassador. She doesn't really need any uh, official recognition because <laughs> everybody already knows. Um, so, yeah, she does a pretty good job of that. I actually follow Venky's mum's tweets as our pregame sort of preparation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually look at the scout anymore. Does I'm it get read out? Mostly just follow. Does it get yeah, read it out is, before the game? Yeah, it is out. Yeah. yeah, both motivation, it's everything. It's not John yeah. Cena. You don't listen to John Cena. You get no, someone yeah. to read out Venky's mum's tweets. Yeah, no, it's actually just, yeah, just Venky's yeah. mum's tweets. We usually stick them up on the wall and that'll be our... Uh, <laughs> Our motivation, pre-game plan, yeah, motivation, know. everything. Now, Michael, Jeremy, that's something really to look forward to this season. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely something I'm looking forward to. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> like someone's mum's twist to get you motivated. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, we'll move on to uh, how you came to EWU because you are one of the new kids on the block. So how did you yeah. find your way to the school? What was the process like? Um, well, for me, it was um, a couple of guys down at uh, Dayanong Basel Stadium uh, where I play. played Seaball there for the past two years. That's been a couple of guys. They knew Jim Hayford, uh, the the head coach at Easton, and from then on, I just got uh, recruited by uh, by a couple of guys, uh, Shante Leggins and Alex Pribble. They were talking to me a lot, 
And yeah, as the process went on, I mean, it was definitely, I decided it was the right school for me. And I mean, I had a couple of different op- different options, but uh, as soon as I did my visit, I knew it was uh, it was the place I wanted to be. So, yeah. And obviously it helps a lot that you have so many Aussies as well. Yeah, well, Felix and Venky, I'm, I'm good friends with both of them before I got there. So um, I was, uh, I was, I was stoked to go to go with them. I didn't know Jeremy was committing until after I actually <laughs> yeah, signed. Actually so, um, worry, mate, mate. as much as I love oh, Jeremy, today, as, as much as I love Jeremy, I didn't know he was going until um, after I'd already signed. So, it was just yeah. a bonus. Yeah, knowing he was coming just uh, top to the top the signing. So, on that note, Jeremy, you've gone from one championship team at Albany in the America East, and you now moved across to Eastern Washington. So. Help us understand a bit around what the decision-making was behind that to go from one successful team in one conference to another. <coughs> Lance Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please elaborate on that. Um, no, nah, well, personally, I felt I felt like the move would be best for me basketball-wise. Um, nothing personal at Albany. It was just, I mean, it just didn't feel like the best situation, best fit playing style-wise. Um, they seemed to just not, I didn't, it wasn't my style of basketball. So I figured I'd need a, I want to play at the highest level possible. So I opened up my options at the end of the season. And uh, thankfully enough, I was talking to Felix about everything. And then Eastern Washington gave me a call after everything was sorted and kind of said, do you want to come out here on a visit and check it all out? This is the style of play. And obviously I want to go somewhere successful. And the main thing, they sent me this video of how everyone played and I just, just love exactly how I like to play basketball. Now, I don't know if you guys watch much uh, baseball coverage on uh, on ESPN. doesn't look like Felix does. Sorry, you might see every now and then there'll be a, a player or a coach being interviewed and there'll be their teammates throwing seeds and everything at their heads. That's kind of like what you guys are doing right now. You <laughs> what kind of, are you experiencing you're just having right a bit now? Of fun. Yeah, no, <laughs> so I'm pretty much watching a baseball interview right now when players are <laughs> just throwing things and trying to distract the, uh, the other players. I love it. Well, a lot of it we haven't seen, I suppose, this... But probably four. There was a period of about four weeks there where we didn't, we weren't all together. Which is, especially for us three that have been together for a while, it's it's unusual. So there is quite a lot of t- touching and stuff. <laughs> Just missing it. Not in that way. Cute, we you know? can cut that one too. No. Um. Yeah. And seriously, that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so when do you guys actually head back to school? I'll let the uh, medical student answer that one. Oh, yes, the medical student. <laughs> They've um, referred to the brains. Yeah. Oh, which annoys me again because not only good at basketball, you. Smart as well, and I'm neither, so it's just another back to the question. So, um, we, um, I'm heading, I'm heading back down on uh September 20th, um, and the rest of the boys are getting there a, a week early. Um, so now we'll be, we'll, we'll be back at it. I think, uh, yeah, I'm getting some uh ugly looks just because uh, wait, are I we think getting I'm there missing... a week on time? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, away? here it comes. So, sure. so we've, we've got this thing called Hell Week, um, leading up to season, and very conveniently, um, I'm managing to miss partially some of that. Um, but oh no, I mean, it feels terrible. I wish I could be there with the boys for that one. Um, yeah, very, very disappointed about that. I'll hold the fort for you there, Vink. <laughs> so obviously, Vink, you're heading into your senior season this year. Um, obviously, you've had a, a terrific run throughout your career so far, and you've played with a lot of Aussie guys, boys. Especially Felix as well. You've played with him for a number of years as well. Does this does it make this season a whole lot more important uh, because it's going to be the last time that uh, you guys are going to be playing together? Yeah, definitely. I think it's uh, especially when I came in. That first year is always the most difficult, just mentally everything. Yeah. When you come away from home and having, I think me and Venky had a good relationship, and as well with uh, Daniel Hill, had a great relationship with the Australian guys because you naturally go towards them. Yep, because there's a familiar face in it. 
and I think Venky really helped me a lot my first year, just with a lot of maturity stuff and stuff like that. So it's yeah, it is it is going to be sad, especially well, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great year, sort of playing the last time, but it will definitely be a different feel because the only Eastern Washington I know is the one with these other sort of Venky and Daniel Hill. That's the only sort of that's how I've come to it. So it, it, yeah, it is going to be it does add a lot of motivation to send it out on a really high note. Yeah, so Venky, is it a bit of a changing of the guard this year as well? Because I guess we, you've lost Tyler Harvey. He's mm-hmm. left early and after a great season, and you two really formed a dynamic duo last season. And I guess there's a lot of incoming freshmen, new faces like Jeremy and, and yeah, Michael yeah, joining yeah. the team. So what does that do for the team? And I guess what do we look out for next season? So um, I think I think uh, this this year it's, it's going to be really interesting. I, mean, I think um, <clears throat> last year we were pretty unconventional just because, you know, um, obviously it was super, super high pace. Um, we got a lot of national recognition because of that because, you know, it was such an explosive offensive game with the amount of threes that we took, with, you know, um, kind of the way that we pushed the pace. Um, and your 38-point back-to-back game. Oh, well, <laughs> that was pretty fun. Um, but, <laughs> oh, and Indiana thrown in, that was pretty good too. Oh, mate, there were so many moments last season that I, I just look back on it. It was just so surreal, you know, um, especially when we when we won that Big Sky Championship. Um, I mean, Felix will be the next to tell you that, like, I, I think... I kept on shaking my head saying, this is just too much. This is un- unreal because, you know, you only dream of those moments where it's like a movie scene. You're down by this much in the final of finals and uh, you come back at the very last second to grab the wing- win and then, you know, fireworks are happening inside the stadium, confetti falling down and, you know, thousands of people leaving shaking their heads because you you know you overcome that situation and you know the rest of your fans are just storming the court with you i mean it's just unbelievable feeling so what was the best crowd that you guys have played in front of indiana that was if the best we, one if we include the last i think it was georgetown yeah. in the georgetown tournament was, game yeah though i think that was around 20,000 19,000 20,000 yeah. i think so so i think it's i mean it's weird cuz i've played in um during my uh, collegiate career i've played in four nba gyms um and i'd i'd still have to say you know it, Capacity-wise, Indiana wasn't uh, as as uh, much, but definitely like not just because it was you know such a historic building, but just even the setup of it. I think a lot of the college gyms, um, you know, they're designed in such a way, and especially with you know how much for like raucous crowd you tend to get over there. Um, a lot, you know, I don't know. The atmosphere, I suppose, was probably better, probably better than the the NBA ones. But oh man, uh, you know, having so many people cheering for us for that Georgetown one. Uh, when you start to not even be able to hear your own thoughts in your head, I mean, it just becomes such an electrifying, you know. For some, that's a positive. Some, <laughs> yeah. Usually, yeah, that usually helps us. Is that what you play for, though? Really, when it comes down to you're playing for those kind of games, for that kind of experience. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot that goes into it. I think first and foremost, we just play for you know our brotherhoods. That's you know you spend countless hours, you know, on the floor and off the floor together with a with a group of guys that you you know sweat and tears, you know, just so much poured into it, so much energy, um, that I think those bonds are the main reason, you know, why you want to win so desperately besides all the competitive edge that, you know, you guys have. So what did you find the biggest difference between, because you mentioned that the two biggest games would have been Indiana mm-hmm. and Georgetown. What was the, the predominant difference between the two games, both either in the way that uh, the opposition played or or the crowd? What was the biggest difference to you? Um, style of play, definitely. Georgetown, big 
bangers, you know, uh, I think in the Big East, they're just known for being, you know, uh, rebounders, like crazy, um, you know, Indiana was almost like, um, it was almost like us, they uh, had a ton of three-point shooters and um, also liked to pick the pace up, so, um, you know, it was unfortunate that we couldn't, you know, impose our will on, on Georgetown with some of, you know, the fast-paced uh, action that we do, we certainly did against Indiana, and that, you know... Um, you know, pretty pretty fun, um, but Georgetown, yeah, it was. I mean, it was tough. It was tough yeah. to lose. <laughs> you know, it always is. But bigger. But you rather like be that. there and then lose and not be there at all. I guess absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. And look, I'm going to look at you now again, Jeremy, because to a degree, you you guys had a fairy tale season at Albany last season, and you know it doesn't get much bigger than Peter Hooley's shot either. Oh, how how was that? Like, oh, I mean, that was that was insane. Um, sitting there, just thoughts and prayers go out to Pete. He's one of my, he's one of my close friends now. After what we went through last year, and just to see him do that and see how happy he was. And there was a moment after the game, no one saw it. I don't know if you want me. I won't say it, but he was just there by himself. I'm going to go into the details, but he was there by himself, and you could just see him truly reflecting on everything. And just moment was just incredible, absolutely amazing. So we heard Venky talk about the experience, the crowd rushing, and everything, but. And and no offence to Eastern Washington and your, your achievements last season, but that, that game, that shot by Pete really drew national attention. And to have an Australian on ESPN and all that that followed is... It, to, it was a big for, deal. For most of us Australians, that's surreal. That just doesn't happen every day. So, And, and you, you were part of it. So really trying to get an understanding of what that means for you as a player and, a, and an Australian playing in a team that made that success. Yeah, I mean, you dream about being on teams that, the win, but then to win on a shot like that off a tip out, and if you watch the full play, if you watch the play before it, Sam Rowley mm. takes I think his first three for the season trying to win the game, and then another guy on our team, Ray, comes in, bricks the lap, and the other team's best player tips it out to Pete, who's just standing there and just hits that shot, and just to go through that and see the crowd rush, uh, the gym was over capacity by a th- I think a thousand people. And all of them were on the court for at least another hour afterwards, high-fiving, congratulating. The student body was there, the band. It, it's like a surreal. You can't, you can't get that anywhere else in the world but in March Madness. Now, look, every time I see any footage associated with it, I'll get the hairs up at the back of my neck. It was just one of those moments that, you know, whether you're a fan, you like basketball or not, you, that's just one of those moments you just live and you live in the moment and it just it, it stays with you forever. So... From my perspective, I look back on that and I look at last year's finals as being the shot and hopefully this year's finals is all about EWU. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. So obviously the new boys, Michael and Jeremy, what are you boys looking forward to the most out of uh, this season? Was there anything specifically, any, any certain matchup or, or anything about uh, the game style that you're really looking forward to? Was it just playing with these boys next year? Um, yeah, that was a that was a big big thing for me was just being able to being around these these couple of these guys that I know um, I've wanted to play with them for so many years um, but coming into, into a team that's got a such a, a big a big season last year I mean I kind of want to feel what they felt last year um, seeing seeing the games that they came from um, like the Montana game that they came back and uh, won the championship game on just seeing things like that and seeing the Indiana game all these like Georgetown, the kind of games that everyone knows about, they're just the things that I want to I want to uh, live through and experience myself. So that was a big thing for me coming into into Eastern. I just want to, you know, take something out out of my college career, especially with these boys that I that I know from um from my career. So just on that, um, Eagles fans haven't seen you before. They haven't seen you. They don't really know what you're going to bring to the table. So what do you reckon you'll add this year? I mean, 
I kind of want to just come in and play my role at the moment. Um, my my first year, especially, there's going to be a lot of guys in front of me, but I know that um, I want to get my foot in the door and kind of be ready for when I need to step up. And if Hayford needs me to play this year, then um, I know I want to be ready and step up. So if you get the chance to step on the court and play, what can we expect from you? What are you going to deliver? I mean, I'm Come just on, gonna... talk yourself up here. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to see any down the lane dunks on anyone at all. You just, I don't know, I just kind of, as I said before, just going to play my role and, um, you know, just find find the guys I need to find. Being a point guard, I need to get into the lane and and find find guys for threes or dropping off to Venky for for a nice little dunk or something. You know, I just need to come in, play, do my thing, and and you know, not 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 turn the ball over is the, is the main thing that Hayford wants me to do. Now, Jeremy, you're uh, entering a redshirt year, I believe, so you'll be uh, out for the season, but. What do you do? You have, have you given yourself any personal goals uh, coming into the season? What you hope to achieve over the next twelve months? Um, well, personally, off on the court, basketball wise, um, I want to become a better ball handler and a better shooter. I feel like those two parts of my games definitely need improving. And with twelve months in the gym, definitely I can do that because I'm not playing. I can work out on game days and I can push myself harder than these guys can all season because I'm not going to have to be rested for game days. I can work out on game days. I work out after the game. I can get shots up more and trying to get a bit stronger too more explosive so when I come in next season I've got the, um, better ball handling so I'll be able to create off the drill more and hopefully stick some jump shots yeah. So are you the key to Vinky getting better? You're going to push him off the court? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Jimmy? I mean we played some one-on-one the other day and it seemed like Vinky was pushing me off the court <laughs> so, I mean I might have to get on the bench press a little bit more and then we'll see what happens No it'll be great Jez, Jez is a good defender and um, I think I think once we get more familiar with each other's games, I think we'll both push each, push each other, get better, you know. So from a team perspective, is it all about making the tournament? Is that the, is that the team goal at the moment? Or when do you actually sit down and actually create some team goals for the so, season? So, I mean, obviously, especially with last year, we've got huge, you know, um, almost expectations, and we definitely do want to do everything and more. Um, There's been a big turnover, though. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. First, firstly, before we can even set goals, is to realistically evaluate, you know, um, what we even have. You know, I haven't seen uh, some of our, you know, major pieces even on the floor yet. So, um, you know, it'll be good just when, when, once I get back and you know, seeing all the guys in the same place, finally have our first team practice where everyone's there. That's going to be huge because, you know, um, from from a an outside-in perspective, and, and even from, from my perspective, we've got players that, I mean, it looks like, I mean, we could be even better than last year, and that's a scary thought because um, we've definitely got a system in place, and, and with the guys who've stepped up last year, I mean, it's it's just, I just can't wait to get to it, really. How much does that system actually change when you've got such a big turnover and, and the leading scorer from last year, mm-hmm. Tyler Harvey, is gone? How much does that system actually change or is it pretty much the same and they kind of just plug the holes? It's just We're just going to flip the entire offense. Um, I think it's really, really hard for, um, you know, if you're a guard your whole life, if you're a big your whole life, you're accustomed to, on a ball screen, you're, you know, showing to help the guard. If you're, um, you know, you're a guard, you're used to, um, I guess, I guess, especially when it comes to help defense, you're not used to clogging up the lane and going for blocking shots. What we basically are doing is saying, um, you know, for everyone uh, who did get a chance to see Bogdan play last year, especially towards the end of the season, I mean, he is just going to have an incredible year. Uh, And likely either as our um, three or four, depending on how, you know, some guys step up on the team, um, me at the four or five, once again, depending on how some guys step up on the team, we could potentially have, you know, a four and five that are, 
trying to be the playmakers on the team and sitting, you know, big guys having to come off the pick. Um, and then guards trying to, you know, be the help defense, last line of defense. And people don't see that day to day. So it's just going to be really, really challenging for, for other teams to stop us. Yeah, and Felix, you'd be expecting for a big role this year as well, I take it, now that your team co-captain leadership on and off the court, I'm assuming, yep, Benke. Yep. Um, high expectations. I, I'm assuming he's your protege. Yeah, Felix, Felix. I mean, he's already overtaken me um, as social ambassador. I don't think I ever got the opportunity to... Um, so, I mean, off the court, he's already got me covered. But, you know, Felix, he's in a great position. I mean, you know, especially how he ended um, last year. And, you know, all throughout the year last year, came on his end of his freshman. Um, and, you know, especially getting us into the NCAA tournament in the first place. I mean, Felix had some crazy games, like uh, the one against Sac State. Some big what shots. Was it, what was it for you? Like six of... Six of nine or something. Fifty-two points. Forty. <laughs> <laughs> Not tired. You, 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 you. I think that's what I got. It's a bit fuzzy, but uh, maybe combined over three or four games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty-two oh, points for the season. season Thirteen season. rebounds. <laughs> an average of one. Thirteen, maybe exceeding the limit. <laughs> I, I think we'll give him. He made some big shots. He yeah. made some huge shots for us, and that's what we're expecting him for this next season. So, I mean, Felix is always happy to shoot, and we're definitely happy to kick it to him. So when the schedule comes out at the start of the season and you know who you're going to play, what games do you circle at the start of the season? Who are you most looking forward to playing? What What's the biggest rivalry for you blokes? Who are you most looking forward to kind of having a crack at next? Uh, well, I think that all the guys on the team are really excited about big schools. That's what we want. We want big schools. We want to be able to make our name for ourselves like we did with Indiana. We got that momentum early in the year and we rode that throughout the rest of the year. So one of, one of the big ones is our first actual first game and away game against Mississippi State. And I think that is going to be a huge one for us, setting the tone for that, because we will be on quite a bit of a road trip. That'll be massive in setting the tone, tone, especially with the young guys. If we can come out there and, you know, do our best there and, you know, hopefully it goes our way, then it, you know, really uh, sets the precedent for what we do on the rest of the trip. So big games on the road against big programs, big schools. In conference, obviously Montana, um, you, you hit up them in the final last year. They got an Aussie on their roster too, or a couple of Aussies on their roster as well. Big don't Fabs, they? Yeah, yeah, baby Fabs. Yeah, one Shout of my out. friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I played. I actually played in the under seventeen world's team with Fabs. Yeah, and he played on the under nineteen. Unfortunately, he did an injury before the tournament. He couldn't go. But yeah, no, I'm pretty close friends with Fabs, and it's. Uh, so how does that rivalry go? Um, well, because obviously now you've got bragging rights. Well, over we won. Them. That's yeah, exactly. that's, that's, that's how it went last year. We won. That's yeah. so. Is is he going to be able to use that now to his advantage, or? If, You'd, well, I hope not. But, uh, yeah, no, well, I think he is, he is a fiery little, fiery little guy, so fiery big guy, actually. But, uh, yeah, no, I think they're all we. There's actually a video that came out after the year after the Montana game. I'm not sure if some of you guys saw it. And it was a sort of like, it just summed up the emotions of the game. And we sort of watched that video for motivation, but I'm sure they're watching that video as well. So it, it works two ways. So I think the motivation we gain from winning that and the feeling that we're chasing we also got to understand that Montana have that exact same thing that they're chasing now, and they, they're going to be really hungry. They're, they're chasing that hill for exactly what we felt last year, and they feel that they should have got it. So, Do you pass down that kind of, I want to say, hatred to of these teams to the new guys like Jeremy and Michael? Do you actually kind of take them in and say, all right, this is why we hate this team, this is why we need to beat them, or is it kind of just a thing where it's kind of a bit of a given and they kind of just hate them as soon as they kind of walk on campus? I think they come in with a bit of a, like, hate's a very strong word. Like, there is a lot of, like, you speak to any of the guys on these teams, they're fantastic dudes. Well, there's fantastic. been a lot of love in the studio. You just hate the jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all we're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I dislike the jersey. I dislike the fact that they're trying to take the win away from us, and that's the main 
the main thing that you've got to come out every night with a sort of an aggression, which I think Venky does a great job of, just an aggression where it's you know there's no way that you guys are taking this from us. This is our we 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 travelled on that Delta Airlines flight for two hours to get over here. We're, we're goddamn getting this win, so it's. Uh, did yeah. you get an aisle seat? That's the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, we, we always try to fight for the exit row. I think Coach Hayford got the aisle seat. Oh, yeah. That always happens. <laughs> All right, so we've got Vinky here. Now, he's, he portrays a very clean-cut image. He, um well-spoken young man. Where are you going with this? <laughs> uh, is there anything, Felix in particular, we, we should know about um, Vinky to get to oh. know him a little bit better? Uh, most definitely. I think... Venki, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get your finger on the cut button. But um, no, Venki. One thing about Venki on road trips, Venki eats very well. Me and Venki probably have the polar opposite diets in terms of. I live on road trips on a, a Wendy's shake. Or a, yeah, I, I live on. A, I live on a diet of purely thick shakes. That sort of thing. Whereas Venki has his own stove now, which he cooks his own stuff. You're but joking, pro- are you? No, actually, one road trip. I, I definitely. You know, I think we had like a nine something day road trip and. Look, American food, just sometimes it gets the best of you, and I, I just can't deal with all the fat and grease after the fifth day. I can deal with it. I, I do a fine job of dealing and with Buka it. Buca de Beppo, <laughs> not. I can't do pasta six days in a row, and the boys definitely can. Um, so you so know, what do you whip out? you you got this little so stove. Spices, stove. spices, you know, spices, I, I, spices, I brought, spices. I brought, <laughs> Tell you what, I I do like my cuisine, so I I mix it up at home, and you know, I don't think um, I just don't think I can I can I can eat fast food nine days in a row. So you can expect yeah some some creations in the hotel room from time to As time. As social ambassador, I'll make sure to tweet his uh, menu each road trip. Yeah, if I can, if I can fit it into a hundred and forty character tweet. And what about his recipes as well? There might be some interest. Yeah, I don't want to release that too much because I feel like some of the other four men in the big sky Joyce, might jump Joyce, on that one. Yeah, Joyce family secret. Yeah. <laughs> so what, Felix, you were saying how much uh, your diet's opposite to, uh, to Venki's. Yeah. What would be your favorite food then? You said yeah, you have a lot of thick shakes. Is there kind of one food, one American um, delicacy that, uh, that you love to, to, to eat? Oh, I'm trying to sort through. I've got all the taste in my mouth now. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to sort through it. Uh, He's trying to work out when he's going to book his flight back home early now. Yeah, yeah. actually, I might just get out the studio now and head over there. But uh, <laughs> no, God, I'm not really sure. One thing is that the hash browns that they serve over there, like the stringy sort of. It's not like a you know you get a hash brown over here. It's like a solid thing. Over there, it's like a sort of a, a stringed one. I, I quite like that. But other than that, it's it's more just whenever you order a milkshake, it's it's a big <laughs> cup of ice cream. Just go and make the <laughs> it is a big cup of ice cream. Over here, you get a milkshake and it's milk. <laughs> But over there, it's just a big cup of ice cream. And I think that's just something that Australian culture really needs to adopt. <laughs> so, yeah. That's something for you to come back home. What are you yeah. studying over there? Uh, I'm actually just jumping into film. Oh, film. Really? So, yeah. That's interesting. This guy's been looking for someone I'm to do film. I'm a big film guy. I, I used to study screenwriting because okay, I, I yeah. wanted to be a writer until nice. I realized it was Yeah, well, I'll be jumping into, you know, the, fir- the first year of it is a little bit of, you know, a little bit of screenwriting, a little bit of uh, directing. Might throw in a bit of acting there. You never know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so it's it's really going to be interesting. I started off doing. So I was what, doing business to start with. Okay, I was going to say, what genre are you looking at? Sorry, what genre are you looking genre? at? Um, genre, genre, genre. I'll spit that out of genre. Genre. I meant to know this bloke. Sorry, I was trying to roll it into it so I didn't have to quite get it right or get it really wrong. But it just sounded even worse. Well, in terms of split right down the middle. In terms of genre, I think I really haven't worked out what actual sort of is 
what I want to specifically do in film yet. So it's hard to uh, hard in the fact that I haven't actually yet directed anything apart from a couple of Snapchats. <laughs> well, you know, where's Craven? Also, social ambassador. Today. It all makes yeah, sense yeah, now. Yeah, it's yeah. We should scream a couple of great videos on social media. Eagles fans this season. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I actually will try to. I actually want to get my hands on a GoPro for the season, and I want to try and sort of document oh, a bit of stuff that goes on. Yeah, yeah. So. We'll probably end up with about 10 minutes worth of footage that I can actually I wish, put um, on the internet. I wish the there. radio show could portray um, Felix's suave haircut. <laughs> that you can probably feel it on the other end of the air. Short on the sides. We can nice probably back. post that image when we release the podcast as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like the Bryce Harper. It's another baseball reference. I did yeah, actually just like sh- shave the mustache off today. You had the stash. I, I was going to say, there's a lot of fuzz in here. It was similar to this one. It had dirty. Was it... It was like quite the, dirty, the, uh, yeah, a couple of... Uh, atrocious, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> atrocious. So as team leader, Vinky, of course, yeah. you wanted to jump in and uh, say something and get oh, rid of it? Oh, mate, I mean, during workouts, if a moustache is ever glistening, that's just <laughs> unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable to the male population. Yes. <laughs> All right, so what, what would be... Uh, let's, let's go, because I'm kind of in the mood to talk movies now. Let's move on from, from some basketball. We'll go around and we'll get all your favourite movies or, or some of your favourite movies, some of your inspirations. Felix, we'll start with you. What would be one of your favourite movies? Again, I'm very, I'm not really huge on just picking one out. Oh, give, I, give me a couple I, of I love, uh, Probably Castaway is one of the original, yeah. the old Tom Hanks. Nice. Castaway, 12 Angry Men, an old one. Yeah, right. The old lawyer one. That They'd probably be up there in the top two. The, the, yeah, I'd, I'd probably put that would be my top two at the moment. That's good enough for me, Jeremy. What about you? Do you have any favourite movies? Are you a big movie guy? Uh, a little bit. It's just me being as Aussie as I am, hands down, The Castle. Oh, oh, oh good man. Nothing, nothing wrong with Tell that. Them. Now, for American fans that may actually listen to this at some stage, you've got to get your hands on a copy, and then you'll need to ask an Aussie how to interpret it. That is a tremendous <laughs> pick, by the way. That is. Oh, I should have bought some sound effects of The How's Castle. How's the serenity? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Venky? Um, well, I think, I mean, I, I definitely love movies and, um, I think, I think for me, probably like the, the, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Felix just said Bollywood. Um, <laughs> not, not particularly that one, no. Um, but I Any think, uh, all, all the, movies? you know what, actually the Grows thought provoking ones, like the Interstellars and in, in, uh, like Inception, uh, all that kind Nolan. of stuff. I, I love, oh, mate, absolutely yeah, love it. Sci-fi. So, yeah, well, I mean, thought provoking films. I like Futuristic. <laughs> Yeah, so anything, anything Interstellar that's... was fantastic. Absolutely well. fantastic. Did you see it at um at the cinemas? Yeah, I saw it at the yeah. cinemas. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the best place to go. I oh, went to absolutely. IMAX and saw it. That's kind of where you have yeah. to see it yeah. with the big screen. Well yeah, I just saw uh Jurassic World on IMAX and that was fantastic. Because yeah. I was sort of going into that one thinking like surely there's there's a lot of stuff you can stuff up in this with a <laughs> yeah, exactly. dinosaur. But uh, I thought they did a fantastic job. So yeah. That's a bit fun. Well, Michael, what about you? Some of your favourite movies? Um I'm probably the most typical basketball. Um, no, no, not Friday. Um, <laughs> the most typical basketball uh, option probably be Coach Carter. Yeah, I was going to say Coach Carter. Yeah, That's I'm with you. I love that one. It's, it's that and Hoosiers. A, oh, I yeah, prefer Coach Carter really, a lot yeah. more than Hoosiers. <laughs> no, no, Coach Carter's ahead in my list, but Hoosiers isn't far behind. Rebound. Yes, that one. White man can't jump. I only saw that for the air first butt. time probably like six months ago. I can't you, believe you just admitted time? that on air. I know. Wow. It's shocking, but you know. That, that, that's just not right. I'll pay it on myself. That's all right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Best of luck for the uh, upcoming season, guys. We'll be, you. We'll be watching you, you very, very uh, heavily throughout the season and, uh, and over the next couple of seasons as well because it's going to be chock full of awesome moments, hopefully. And, and we'll make sure to keep up to date and hopefully get uh, a lot of you guys on throughout the season as well, which would be terrific. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Thank no you, guys. Thanks for having us. Napa Know How. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. 
It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How.